On this Stall Talk, David and I sit down and break down the Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather incident. What the crap was happening and do we actually respect Jake Paul now? Furthermore, we talk about the Aaron Rodgers and whatever the crap he's doing. But we finish with our favorite, some NBA playoff talk. It's definitely an episode you do not want to miss, so let's get into it. Welcome everyone to another Stall Talks. I am Jack May and always joining me, the great, the undeniable, the arm pumping David Dolby. I love you. Psych yourself up. I love it. I, I need you to do that for me. I'm doing push-ups over here. I'm doing push-ups in my brain. I'm doing mental push-ups. Can we I'm talk about how ready. terrifying it was? Because we're on a Zoom call right now. David's eyes were closed until five seconds ago. Terrified me. <laughs> I was in a state of deep reflection. What are you reflecting, David? I don't quite remember, but it was important, yeah, Jack, yeah, and I was getting ready. Yeah, I was, yeah. You know what I was thinking about before this started? And I know you hate when I just blather on about nonsense. It's every podcast, though. I'm used to your, it. Now. Your hair looks good. Thanks, and, man. And I I just am coming from the perspective I need a haircut. It is. So it's very true. I do feel bad for some people in the corona shutdown. They have not been able to go to the barber. No, I, I see a lot of pictures like, oh, I just gave myself a haircut. It does not look great. When in doubt, I don't understand when people are trying to do these styles by themselves. It's like just you just buzz, buzz it. it. You can't do anything wrong with a buzz. It will grow back. Yeah. And it's, people might question you and your affiliations, but buzz oh it. Oh boy. Yeah. I have never seen you buzz it. No, that's terrifying, dude. Yeah. I don't want to think about that. You've always had great hair. That was Thanks, the one man. thing I respected about you, to be honest. It's that the only it. thing you're respecting about <laughs> That's me. That's it. All right. It. Let's get to some sports this week. Obviously, basketball is first and f- uh, foremost in our minds right now. But I want to start off, uh, start off with someone who uh, has been stirring up, kicking up the hornet's nest again, Jake Paul. Do you Did you see the encounter this One week? of the most epic videos I've ever seen. Now, give it, let's, give, let's give the listeners some backstory. So – and clarify me if I'm mistaken. Yeah. Clarify me. Correct me if I'm mistaken. Dude, we're talking terrible to start this podcast. Yeah. Jack's chugging milk out of a two-gallon jug, and I think it's whole milk, which is disgusting. It's not. It's lemonade. He's okay. in the clear. Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> Jake Paul's brother is supposed to fight Floyd Mayweather. Yep, June 6th. D-Day. Oh. <sighs> Don't oh my, this is awful. America's nope. going down. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> um Logan Paul is supposed to fight Floyd Mayweather. Jake Paul, for some reason, was allowed within 10 feet of Floyd Mayweather, even considering <laughs> his antics in the past three years. Why they were ever brought together in the same scenario. I love how you phrase that. And of course. They start exchanging trash talk and the cameras pick up the latter end, which involves Jake Paul stealing Floyd Mayweather's hat. And okay. with the epic line, got your hat, got your hat, got your hat. <laughs> it just took I off running. Robert, he loved it. My brother loved it. The, the it best like part. Playground. It was the playground. It was. The best part is the before of all that was um, Mayweather saying to Logan, 
hey, you can have your brother fight against me too. I'll take you both on at the same time. Oh, he so said th- that. That's why Jake Paul got involved in all this. And so Jake Paul is obviously he's just that playground bully type. He's always been like that. Like he knows how to get under people's skins. And we all know Floyd Mayweather. He's the greatest boxer of all time, but he he is very paper thin about a lot of stuff. And so all it took was uh, a, a basically a glorified man baby to steal his hat for to set him off. But to be fair to Floyd Mayweather, could you think of something that would piss you off faster? As a grown oh, adult, to have someone and, steal your hat, and, and I thought about this because I'm an introspective soul. Yeah, what would I do in that situation if I was Floyd Mayweather and I was trying to preserve some kind of dignity, and I just had this kid rip my hat off? Would I say okay? Yeah, or you know, what do you do there? Like this is the guy who's been disrespected by Fifty Cent, by like so many rappers and stuff, but like he he doesn't really let it get to. Uh, like uh, physical, but like all it took was a hat being taken off his head to, for him to be like, all right, I blows are going to be landed. That's what's going to happen. As somebody who's had their hat taken off their head before, I've been confronted with a seri- serious dilemma of like, do I reduce myself to this guy's level and fight him? Or do I just say like, go ahead, man. And if I do say, go ahead, man, do I now look like the weaker person? Yeah. It's it, it's it's a double edged sword. It's a, it's a matter checkmate. What it's a checkmate by Jake Paul. Honestly, he's a genius. He is. The, the yeah. only way Floyd could respond is having his whole posse jump him, which is what happened. So like, oh sorry. Well, everybody thinks Floyd Mayweather is just a chump now. Oh yeah. He got his hat taken. It's awful. So, and, so I, and, if you're a listener and you don't follow our, our Twitter account, you need to follow our Twitter account. So I posted it and I said. I don't know. I re- like I said, I respected Jake Paul because it was the most subtly disrespectful thing you could do to a person. And let me tell you, the trolls came out of the the, the woodworks to basically troll Jack. Yeah, they're freaking out and they're like, like they're sending me the definition of subtle and everything. And I'm just like, guys, like this is you're literally like falling for the exact same thing Floyd did. Like it's just a joke. Like it's obviously it was super disrespectful. But I mean, at the same time, it was interesting to see a grown man who's fought 50 plus times to get set off by just a hat being taken off his head. To me, it's like, man, like you got to be pretty paper thin because at the end of the day, I've seen I was there when David had his hat taken off and like he yeah, he reacted, but it's not like he went into a full out brawl mode over it. Well, I mean, there's the real world, which is weirder by the minute. And there's the fake world. Wait, are you telling me this was staged in your mind, David? What happened with the last Jake Paul fight? Remember when he was he ran by and he squirted like a squirt gun (laughs) at Conor McGregor or something? Wasn't it ridiculous? It was his uh, it was his trainer. Yeah, he drove by on a truck and like harassed him. And everybody was like, that looks kind of staged. What's really going on here? So views make money today. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure that video generated a lot of views. So, I mean, I'm not going to say 100%. I think it was staged, but I want to say reality is set up in a way today that the staging makes more money and they might not even be doing it willingly, but they're just like, oh, we're all in the clown show now. It's so hard to take things literally like, you know, we've always been taught like wrestling's fake. All that is, you know, it's just a, a scam to make money more or less. But then it's like, so like, where does it stop? Does it stop at wrestling or does it bleed into other sports? And yeah. honestly, we're starting to see, you know, YouTubers 
box real bot like real mma fighters real boxers and stuff and it's like how much of this is real or how much is because that youtuber has a ginormous audience that has you know disposable income that they're like hey i'll take this fight i'll stage it so they beat me i don't care i'm getting i'm walking away with 10 million dollars we're starting to see this weird crossover of like the youtube world and the real world and it's unsettling to a lot of people Uh, and you know what there's boxing fights tonight that haven't generated near uh, as much interest and it's it's literally it's the under professional yeah it's an undefeated challenger going against probably arguably the second best boxer in the of all time in canelio alvarez right now the only time canelio alvarez has been beaten was by mayweather and so it's like nobody's talking about this fight this, the other guy he's facing is 30 and 0 so and you know one of their names respect yeah. to you for that Thanks. do you know the other one's name i know he's from england I can't. I know that. <laughs> oh, he's from London. I, I feel like it's Hughes, but I'm. I know I'm a thousand percent wrong. Langston Hughes. I don't know, but the fact that we both know Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather, even though they're not fighting ever. Well, the funny thing is, Jake Paul's not even fighting. It's his brother, and we barely yeah. talk about him. And that just shows you the weird state we're in right now. And Dude, it's, it's kind of it's kind of tragic. I li- you know oh, what I, I butchered did? it. It's Saunders. Saunders, Larry Saunders. No, it's Billy Joe, Billy Joe Saunders. Oh, play us a song, oh, Mr. Boxing Man, Billy Joe Saunders. Oh, my gosh. That's a good Billy Joel pun. I don't want to disrespect the guy. He's 30 now. No, no, and here's the thing. That's the real unfortunate thing. The guys that are continuing to fight professionally, elite athletes. Yeah. No recognition. No. Because they're not YouTube stars. And what does it take to be a YouTube star? controversial edgy mm-hmm. funny i guess well kind of it's, it's like usman yeah. said he's like he's like i could get you know five hundred thousand dollars fighting a challenger or i could fight some youtube kid and get 10 million dollars like it comes down to it's like yeah i love this sport but he's like i'd love to take care of my family for a couple generations right and if you if you can make money doing the fake stuff that's a tough fight it's just it, but he's it. talking about he's like but you once you take that fight you're going down a road where nobody respects you and wants to fight you ever again which is pretty much the plot line of Pulp fiction bruce yeah. willis he took the yeah. dive for the money remember that yeah but he actually fought like a real person that was a trained boxer yeah yeah i know but it's you, not you, it's not logan paul who's a jacked youtuber who's, who's oh. only had one professional fight and he lost it to another youtuber ksi okay really yeah wow ksi that he won by split decision and here's what i'll say props to the purists <laughs> who know who's fighting tonight and who actually care the whole world is not the litmus test for what's great boxing. Yeah. And Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather, they might bring the whole thing down. Who knows? There's <laughs> arguments that the NBA is going down. There's arguments that the NFL is going down. We might be witnessing the end of sports. Like, no, no, greatness. no, 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 Because he lives in his sports room over there with his Michigan State posters and he's clean. I have no posters of what is this? This is a very classy room. But listen to me, the Olympics died with Greece and they were not rejuvenated again for a long time. I mean, you're just spitting hot take after hot take right now, I'm, aren't I'm you? I'm saying the rise and fall of sports authenticity. Authenticity, I can respect. You like that? That was like four syllables. I yeah. lost myself halfway through that word. I didn't know where I was going. 
I, how about can you stop like licking your microphone? <laughs> Sounds like a, either like you're licking it or a rat's like scratching it oh, instead. I think, yeah, I think it's rubbing against my shirt. I apologize. Oh my gosh, it's like ear piercing um, for me. Jack excited over there. Oh my god. But gosh. no, I what my point is the downfall of American athletic accomplishment might be dawning on us today. I don't think this is a sunset. I think this is a sunrise. Well, it's interesting you say that because like, I know this is a topic you don't really care too much about, but I'm starting to realize how other countries support their athletes and their, their, their teams are completely different compared to us. So look at, you know, what happened with the super league for soccer. Like these people were willing to riot for their, against their teams because they knew that this would destroy soccer for all these smaller teams. And that's not what they wanted. They want soccer to be a pure sport where, you know, the little guy has a chance. The, the Leicester cities of the world have a chance to win the Premier League. Like, I, I'm, st- I'm starting to understand what you're saying, and I'm starting to actually agree with it, which is weird Uh-oh. to me. Uh-oh. This is because, weird to me, too. <laughs> because, like, it's we care more about the, the, hot, the hot takes, the buzz, the Skip Bayless words that he's throwing around. Like, we care more about that. We don't care about the sport, whereas, like, you know, these European te- people are, like, living and dying for their teams, and they're willing to literally break in, go to jail to riot on their stadiums because they don't like the way their ownership's treating their team. And that's just crazy to me because that's not what our teams do down here. It's like, oh, you know, like – I, I can't even think of an example where we actually like someone actually fought for their team because they thought that they were doing something wrong for the sport itself. It's always been like, oh, well, let's see what Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith can spin yeah. out of this story. And it's it's just kind of disappointing for us. And like I, I'm a real I've been getting more into soccer lately because of it, because sure, I don't understand too much about the what's going on, but I just love being around people who are so fiercely loyal for something. We're looking for a passion for yeah. pure athletic accomplishment. Yeah. And one by one, America's pinnacle sports are taken away. Yes. You have the charade of baseball after the steroids thing came out, which I know you say, let them all juice. Let's, yeah, yeah. let's hit some homers. But at the same time, you can agree that the sport was tarnished after Oh, that. yeah. There's no, there's no purity left. You have the NFL, which is impressive nonetheless, but – it's about have, the bottom dollar. For you have more instances where it's all about the money and yeah. deflate gate and all these things. And then you have the NBA, which is a flop fest and skip or who is it? Donahue, the ref that wrote the book about the betting. And the oh game. yeah. Yeah. So you have all these instances where American professional sports are revealed to be a money-making enterprise and cash rules, everything around me. And people are like, I just want to get behind a team and bleed their colors. And that, that's that's why all these European people are freaking out on Cronky, uh, who's the owner of the Rams, who owns Arsenal football. Like, they don't want oh, him to be there anymore. No. Then you have your boys, the Glaziers, who own Manchester United. They're freaking out on them because you, they're bringing that American mindset over there, and they don't want that. You want to get an inside scoop on the Rams, which you probably already know. Yeah. But the owner of the team – tank them for like two years oh yeah to lose support in st louis yeah so he could you know move them to la for the sole reason that la was a better revenue situation. get that dollar exactly dude and the same thing happened to the seattle supersonics 
But you know what? Shame on the fans for thinking just because your team name is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that the Buccaneers really care about Tampa. Because yeah, they yeah. don't. They care about their contracts. I guarantee the moment they can they get a better offer. Because let's be real, Tampa Bay is a terrible sports market lately, besides the Lightning. But, you know, before oh. before the Bucks, before the Bucks got Brady, yeah, like, it was it, it was, was very hard. Like, you know, there were blackouts for almost every game. And the resurgence is kind of weird, to be honest. It's because it's, of Brady. It is all about him. Yeah. And, and people w- once he goes, that. that team's going to be right back where it was after 2000. So to branch into watch your mouth, but <laughs> I like how it took you a second to process that. Who did the Minnesota Vikings get in their draft? Who got off its lineman? There you go. You guys are going to be making waves next year. Look Shut out. Up. Hey, we got Kellen Mund. You're going to be blocking people and stuff. Dude, dude runs a four, six, a quarterback. That's exciting. Yeah. It'll be I'm fun to play it. with Madden. Hey, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is getting out of the NFC. He's done. Do we really want to talk about that? I'm so sick and tired of giving Aaron Rodgers, you know, the time of the day because it's just like he's whining. Like, if you don't want to play for your team, like, you signed the contract, dummy. You know what I think he's doing? What? The James Harden technique. Get fat and try to leave the city? I bet he will. I but bet he, got, he will. No, no, no. He's doing the exact opposite. He got super skinny. Did you see him at the Kentucky Derby? No. Dude, look, he looked real thin. I saw Tom Brady. He looked like some kind of weird undertaker from a horror movie or something. Yeah, but Tom Brady can wear whatever he wants. and He still looks gorgeous. Doesn't matter. He does. He's a great looking man. Yeah. No, Anyways. but I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers is making himself unlovable to Green Bay. And I think he's really hoping that they do what it takes. He's probably, he's probably going to release pictures in a strip club. Mark my words. Uh, no, he can't. He's, he's supposed to be this clean cut American guy. Fear the beard. Fear the beard. All right, let's move on to some basketball. You know, obviously a topic near and dear to our hearts. Your Miami Heat. They're starting to make a little bit of waves going on right now. You got uh, Jimmy Butler trying to fight monsters, monsters basically, and Carl Anthony Towns. So to set the stage, Jimmy Butler played for the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think like three years ago. Yeah, for half a season. He hated his time there. He brought them to the playoffs one year. Yeah. I did research on this because Jimmy Butler became like my favorite player in the NBA because of his attitude and his his physical nature of style. But the Minnesota Timberwolves had a couple of really bright draft picks, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. And these guys were just soft. Jimmy Butler hated playing with them. So one time, and this is covered in the epic series Game of Zones, which I'm sure yes, you've watched. Yes. Jimmy Report. But- yep. Jimmy Butler in practice took the second and third stringers and beat all the first stringers <laughs> at Minnesota, like crushed them. At, le- at uh, least that's what the news report said. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler was yelling things like, you need me, you need me. So basically the ostracizing point of Jimmy Butler to other players in the NBA is his desire to win the game at all costs. Yeah. That's what he brings. Like he doesn't care about being nice to people. He doesn't care about mincing his words. He just wants to win and he gives a hundred percent and he demands that effort from everybody else around him. And if they don't give that effort, he looks down as you as a human being, he looks down at you. Like he's mm-hmm. critical of you as a person. Like if he watched you and me, he'd be like, you guys don't try hard enough. 
And we'd have to own that. We on just a suck, level. Jimmy Butler. We just suck, dude. <laughs> we weren't the first round draft picks. No, Jimmy. we're trying to survive. But no, he he judges you by your level of effort. And Minnesota hates him because he got out of Minnesota because he demanded to be traded. And two nights ago, he beat Minnesota, or I think it was last night. It was last night. Yeah, he beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he called out Carl Anthony Towns and said he was soft. And the cameras picked it up and they're running with the story. What pisses me off the most, and let's be real, if we're going to put a word to what Jimmy Butler's is, is concentrated douchebaggery. That is what he, he does. That's what you think he does? Oh, if, that, you, if someone talked to you like that, you'd look at me and say, wow, that was kind of a, a douchebag move. Would I say that was rude if he said that to me? Yeah. If he said I was soft. No, no, no. The way he he doesn't just say you're soft. Like he goes after your weak spot. I mean, a little bit of me would take it to heart and be like, "Shut up, David." Revealing something. (laughs) The moment I would say something like that, you like, "Shut up, Jack." Like you don't have a place to say that. Okay, trash talk in the NBA court must be vicious. But as a Miami Heat fan, I love what he said to Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not trying, like, I am in no way trying to defend Jimmy Butler because, like, I really don't like him as a player. I don't like anything he I don't does. understand that. So he's I'll get to that. I'll get to that. He's the anti-LeBron. He's the anti-LeBron. And you but saw it in the finals last year. I can't stand Minnesota so much more because, A, they have had two, probably going to have three first. No, they, excuse me. They've had five first-round picks since 2013, first overall picks on their team. The Pistons, we've never get any of that. So, like, uh, I think it's stupid that a team could have that much talent and they still suck. That's on them. That's a culture problem. So, I agree with Jimmy Butler in that instance. But to get back to your point where why I don't like Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler doesn't understand fluidity. I think the problem is, is he's all gassed and he doesn't stop to think about what he does. And that you saw that in the, the playoffs this year. Like he did great, pushed them to the NBA finals. But when he gets to the NBA finals, like everyone's gassed. Every, like he's pushed everyone. People are starting to just break down because of it. And I think he's at his age, he should know by what, eight, 10 or 11 seasons in the NBA, you should know how to pace yourself as a vet being in the playoffs multiple times. You got to pace yourself. You got to teach the young guys to pace themselves. I think that was a little bit toxic for the, the Miami Heat last year. So, Jack, let me get this straight real quick. Yes. I want to summarize what you just said. Yes. Your biggest problem with Jimmy Butler is he tries too hard. Yes. Wow. That, but, seems, that seems okay. like his biggest strength. You, no, 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 no. You are definitely kind That's, of like that is just sugarcoating it. And, sugar and you think he's a super douchebag because of that. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Look, wow. look, look, there's more You're to on the it. Stand, sir. Oh, You're gosh. on the stand and you're I, I can't, so I can't co- backtrack on this, but no, my point is. You got your hat. Got your hat. <laughs> got your hat. Ah! <laughs> no, I think my problem with him is just like, you look at all the NBA, like Kobe. Kobe had that, you know, concentrated douchebaggery as well, but he also knew how to pace himself and not kill himself throughout the season. And I think that's, it's a good habit to have. I'm not knocking that, but there's also a better habit to pace yourself and help your team around yourself, pace yourself going into the, the, the playoffs. And I think that's what happened. You saw that that team was getting hurt. They're broken down. I mean, LeBron and AD had their way with them. Basically they had their pants down that whole playoff series. Well, also Miami lost like three players. In that's what I'm saying. Cause they were going too hard, homie. 
I understand what you're saying, but I also say there's value in knowing how to pace yourself. And I've said pace probably 50 times already yes. in the past and you know 30 what? seconds. You want to do that? Join the Pacers and oh. get out the first They're a joke too. They, 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 they don't even respect their coach. No. Hey, I'm going to get out of this tunnel. Hey, the Pacers, yeah. man. What's going Jack, on with look that? Look at Jack bailing out. <laughs> look at him. You know, I have a question for you as a Pistons fan, though. Oh, gosh. Andre Drummond. What's up with him? Not my problem anymore. I mean, <laughs> the Lakers got him. I, I think first... so. Like, it's something me, like, anyone who's a Pistons fan can agree to it. It, it was awesome having Andrew, Andre Drummond. But the problem with him is he is a dinosaur in today's NBA. It's very hard it's, to play. He's very hard to play around because he's he's a back to the basket guy. He can't pull out and shoot. You know, like he's not a great distributor. He averages like two assists a game, so he's not like pulling people out of the paint. So he's 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 very one dimensional. He's great at rebounding. He's decent at defense. But I mean, again, it's very hard to subsidize that kind of player in the NBA today. So the game's moved on from him. Yeah. It's evolved. And he's like the antique. Well, you look show. at it like Rudy Gobert is great because of his defense. Like they're not expecting to put up 25 points a game. No, like, he never does. I don't exactly. even know his points average. But he's, he's, his career is like 13 points. I think he's doing 16 this year. It's not like crazy, but like that's not what Utah expects out of him. And he acknowledges that. Whereas like Andre Drummond's still putting up 15 shots a game. And it's like, do you really need to be doing that? Like if you're going to really find your value – Become a, a defensive anchor and learn how to, you know, pull yourself out of the paint, learn how to become a better distributor. Well, speaking of the Lakers, because that's where Andre Drummond is at right now. Yes. And that's the fan base that hates him now because yes. he is not helping them out. But the dude has monster quads. Like <laughs> Whoa, he's, he's jacked. I'm just saying the dude is huge. Yeah, obviously. But again, it's like, you know, it's show muscles, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, here's where I was going with this. What do you think about the play-in? I hate it. I don't like it. But that's because, again, I think it's because I'm more of a basketball purist and it's always – we've never done that. So, like, for me, it's weird for us to do it the past two years. Well, let me try to convince you with this argument because I can see why you think that. Like, let the seventh and eighth seed have the confidence knowing they're the seventh and eighth seed. But with the COVID season – some teams have had to play D-leaguers oh, yeah. like for their for weeks. Health and safety protocols, if you've been following the NBA, pops up all the time. It takes like six players out. Guys will get COVID. The whole team will get COVID. And I mean it happened in Miami. They had they didn't have their starting lineup. For, some wood. They, they they didn't have their starting lineup for months because of that. So I feel like it was a compensation, like saying if you were close enough to get in the 10th seed, maybe you had a month playing undermanned and let's give you a chance to get into the playoffs. I like it. I think it's super exciting. So like I, prove yourself in one game, make show us you can beat the Washington Wizards. Show so, us you can beat the Golden State Warriors. So See I get, you- I get it. I, I, I understand why they're doing it. My problem is it always feels like a, a cash grab to me. It's the same reason the MLB expanded their playoffs. It's the same reason the NFL added another uh, another game during the year. It's always to get more money. And for me, at the end of the day, it's very hard for me to, 
even as a sports enthusiast, it's like what we talked at the beginning of the episode. It's very hard for me to distinguish money to the, the game itself, because to me, it just seems like, oh, it's another couple, you know, four, is it, it would be, it could be up to 12 games added to the NBA season. And it's just like all together, both conferences, I'm saying. I'm trying to think about it. So it's, it's yeah, right. yeah. And so games. it's just kind of like, it's i don't know i just i'm not a fan of it i just I, for me once basketball season's over i like to look at like hey this is the playoff matches i don't i don't need that other game but again I, i'll be real that's because i'm a purist in my mind and i don't want that extra games well on one hand it's going to generate a lot of money because when the seventh and eighth seed play that's going to be like a game seven because it's yeah, only one and it's going to be only game on and when the tenth and ninth seed play that's going to be a game seven and then when the winner of that plays the winner of the other game, that's going to be a super game seven. Wait, wait, wait. No, because the seven and eight play, and whoever wins that is the seventh season. Yes. And whoever wins the uh, nine, ten plays the loser of that game. Yes. So, like, let's say the eighth seed but loses. The, the, yeah, but if the eighth seed loses, they still get to play another game. Or, another or more games. excitingly, let's say the seventh seed loses, and suddenly they got to play the winner of the ninth and tenth. They still and get two like, chances at least. Yeah, and they're like, we might be out. That's so dumb to me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's it makes sense when the season was shortened as much as it was last year. And I know it's been shortened this year. But it's like, it still dictates, like, that That was four or five months of basketball that they worked hard for. They got that seven seed. Let them have the seven seed. And anything could go wrong on any given game. Exactly. Day. Because it, all it takes is, like, I don't know, it, a, a critical role player going down and you're out of the playoffs. Yep, or Westbrook going off for like 45 points. And now he's in. So that's what I, I want. I, I want to finish on Westbrook because like he's probably the most debated superstar in the NBA. Give right him now. the MVP. You think he deserves the MVP? Give him the MVP for what he's done for the Wizards. Yeah, I, you the can't give, Wizards. You can't give the MVP to anyone but Jokic. All right, we're moving on from that. <laughs> I understand that. Okay, don't give him the MVP. Jokic, Jokic's numbers translated to wins, whereas Russell Westbrook has – they don't always translate to wins. But the triple-double tear he's on. Yes, right but do you see what he does to the rest of his team? The rest of his team does not play better because he's vulturing some of these st- statistics. So he's, he's even said that he vultures some statistics. There's a reason he goes for that extra rebound or he makes sure that he's the last one to make that pass. To me, that's – that's not basketball. And I know that's a hot take. I don't like the way Russell Westbrook plays. I think it's dangerous to the sport because it's teaching kids to play the, for their statistics. It's not teaching to become a team player. We're going to see more people play like Russell Westbrook, focusing on their team, on their own stats and not their team playing. I mean, you look at Russell Westbrook. When he won his MVP, his team barely made it into the playoffs as the eighth seed, and he was putting up a triple-double every night. That's not that's not MVP to me. MVP means my my play is cultivating wins for my team. Jokic does that. Here's the thing, Jack. Getting 10 rebounds a game, that's not stat padding. That's crashing the boards, all right? And you could say getting 10 assists a game, there could be some stat padding there. But at the He end averages game, five turnovers a game on top of that. Don't forget that. Well, he's a major ball handler, of course. Ball hog. Players like that do not deserve individual awards because they're look playing at, for individual awards. Look at the win streak, Dave. Look at the look at their last month of games. That's because Bradley Beal's been playing outside oh, of his mind. Please, I don't. Oh, I don't know you. Bradley Beal is one of the most. I will give that. I 
if Russell Westbrook <laughs> is my most hated, Bradley Beal is one of my favorite players that doesn't get the applaud. You you sound like the type of big man to be taking charges on the three point line right now. That's what that's what oh you sound like. <laughs> because I want to give it to Jokic, who actually plays team ball. Yes, and he'd be like the third European to win in a row. We can't let that happen, Jack. America needs to stand strong. Wait, he'd be the third European because Giannis. Somebody, involved? somebody else was saying like this would be the third European. Yeah, because player. Giannis won it back to back years. Yeah, <laughs> that's the dumbest stance I've ever heard in my life. The Europeans are showing us how to play basketball. It's true because they play team basketball, and it's so like people have always been so focused on individual statistics. And I'll say it, my boy LeBron's the same way. He he looks okay. for statistics all the time too. But you them. see these European players. Sure, Luca takes some some stupid shots, but at the end of the day, he's playing for his team. He acknowledges, like, hey, like, I got to stop chirping the officials because I'm hurting my team. Like, that's a very mature thing to say that. You'll never hear Russell Westbrook hear it. You'll see him taking his 16th technical on the year. I do not like Russell Westbrook. I do not like the way he plays basketball. It's dangerous. I, it's it, not, it's it not is fun. Pure for me. effort. It is pure it's effort. not effort. He's stealing balls out of his big man's hands when they're getting yes. rebounds. That's, that's not mentality. effort. That's that not alpha. effort. That's that is, stat packing. That is alpha mentality. No, it's not. Give me that ball. <laughs> There's a reason Thomas O'Brien wants to murder Russell Westbrook every night because he's over here trying to better the team and he's ripping the ball out of his hands so he can get that triple double. Mark my words. I, Hope he never gets a championship. He won't get a championship if he plays like this the rest of his career. He probably won't. He's on the Wizards right now. Yeah, because of why? Because of his fault. Because he, he can't play with people. He couldn't play with Harden, who was his teammate oh, early on. Yeah. He couldn't play with uh, Paul George. He couldn't or play Durant. with Cam- Carmelo. Because why? He's selfish. All these superstars don't want to play with him. That's why I give kudos to Beal because he's like, hey, I got to make the best of the situation. I'm not going to ask for a trade. I'm going to show that I can be a, a star anywhere I play, even if when I play with this bullcrap guy who's stealing rebounds out of my big man's hands. You know who I think could play with Russell Westbrook? Don't you say it. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler would kill him. <laughs> There's no way. Jimmy Butler would, would love murder. it. That would be the match made in heaven. Who would die first? Uh, the other team, whoever they were playing, probably LeBron. Jimmy Butler would kill him. I am. I would a hundred percent love to watch that because that would be the drama I would live for in the NBA. Let's trade Tyler Hero. <laughs> Do you not like Hero? I love Hero. Of uh, course, I love Hero, dude. He gives hope to me. Uh, I got short arms. All right. Well, that, that's about it for us. Do you have anything you want to close with? Ah. Uh, so much, but I don't. Think I, I gotta stop being the, the one bringing the hot takes. You gotta start bringing stuff that I, like I, I it's controversial. Like, here's the problem: Tom Brady's gonna probably run it back, get Aaron Rodgers into New England, have a New England Patriots, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl. That's all I okay. ask for. If you're for scripting the league, do that. Get as, Aaron Rodgers into New England. As much as people want to say Tom Brady's a diva, he still respected Bill Belichick. I don't see Aaron Rodgers being able to respect Bill Belichick. Because Aaron Rodgers is the kind of quarterback who wants to run the offense and you just have an offensive coordinator by name. Whereas Tom Brady is willing to listen. I will say Jack, props, Mac Jones went to New England. Thanks. Thanks, David. He called out. Our drafts weren't bad except for your your Cowboys call. What did I say about the Cowboys? You said Najee Harris would go to the Cowboys. Come on now. They should have done it. 
<laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to Stall Talks. Again, check us out on Twitter and, you know, our, our website. It's under info pilgrims backslash. Or Keep trolling, Jack. Oh, my gosh. Forward Keep slash Stall them. Talks. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.